podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I am Lucy Snessel. And I'm Olivia Taylor. Coming at you since a bit ago. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a couple of weeks, but I'm so happy to be back. It's been a hole in my life. It has, yeah. It's, it's just, there's nothing quite like this. No. And yeah. I hate I hate on a Wednesday when I just have nothing to track. <laughs> <laughs> to track those downloads flooding in. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It got, got to Wednesday and I was like, oh. I know. It's not even like, I'll usually go on Instagram and see what post you've put and then be like, like. <laughs> I was like, well, it's not, you know, it's nothing happening. I know, it's like a little, little adrenaline rush every yeah. week that has been missing the past couple yeah. of weeks so very glad to be back yes how have you been what have you been up to the past couple of weeks um what have i been up to so what have i been up to oh i'll tell you one thing that i've been up to which i did <laughs> mention to you that was like um long time coming for me is that i've actually been to shibden hall yes you did go to shibden hall was yeah it a christmas fair as well yes. yeah you went right In shibden hall she had them all <laughs> And she did. All the baubles. All the baubles. Um, yeah, so Shibden Hall um, did like, yeah, like a Christmas fair, a winter fair. Yes. And uh, I went to that. And um, if you don't know, as I'm sure you all do, though, this is and was the home of Gentleman Jack and Lister, yeah. the prolific lesbian diarist yes. of the 18th century. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just so great. And apparently I was reading that um, in the surrounding areas, like the B&Bs and hotels and things, have seen up to a 30% increase in wow. tourist footfall because of Gentleman Jack, the BBC well, lesbians drama. Lesbians are flocking. They are. They're flocking. They're spending that pink pound. To Yorkshire. Yeah, I love it. Which I think is so lovely. Yeah, that is really nice. Um, yeah. Didn't so, you, um, didn't, wasn't there like, a, there was like a blue plaque for her there? And yeah. it said like, basically like notorious lesbian on it notorious yeah it did and um i was really really thrilled to see that they had written the word lesbian because it's Mm. it's never really something that you see i realized associated with kind of like official historical kind of documentation yes where it's just written like that on the page or on the plaque Mm. and um i just i don't know i just felt very proud yeah no that's good that's Um, nice yeah it was nice i'd love to go i saw her on lister's bedroom (gasps) Oh my god, where the magic this is where the magic happens. Yeah. Um, imagine like historical cribs and Lister going around Chipton Hall. Be so good. It would be so good. And <laughs> even the bit so like, you know, in the hallway, um, where there's like the big hallway and then there's the staircase and the staircase is sort of like exposed and it runs along the back. Right. With yeah. like the open banister. Yes. Yeah. Um so like that's there and you can like walk oh, along there cool. and walk everywhere and stuff. And yeah, saw um little like writing area and saw the other Anne's bedroom when she moved in. Right, yeah. Um and like everywhere basically. It was nice. really cool. Nice. Um, was it busy? Yeah, it was yeah. very busy. And the grounds are really beautiful and nice. So did that and it was very, uh, I don't know, I was very excited about it. Um, and saw saw a couple of other people who were similarly excited, <laughs> shall we say. <laughs> two of us, two of yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's been like a main uh, high point Lovely. for me. What about yeah. you? Um, so, well, the reason we didn't have an episode the first sort of week not having one was because I was away on holiday. Mm. So... Um, I went, I had a whole week off, which was stunning, I must say. Can't recommend it enough, a whole week. Um, went to South Wales for a bit with my cousin, did some nice walking, went like out on some amazing little like peninsulas that you have to like scramble out across to. It was very adventurous. Oh, scramble. Oh, it was great. It was so good. I felt so like... At one with the earth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we are the earth. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was really nice. Um, and just loads of going to pubs and having a nice time. And then I went up to my 
parents via my mum works at this stupid school that's like um an intense like national trust property basically and like was just the most bizarre place I've ever been so she was like come and see it like on the way up because I wanted was intrigued as to where she because she lives there all week um and it's like another world it was like a film set it was bizarre it's like it's, Harry Potter yeah but like worse okay <laughs> <laughs> in the ways that I'm sure you know what yeah, I mean yeah. um and it was just very like it's so bizarre and stupid that there are kids who just like go to school here and don't think anything of it like it's just so it's dead normal to them and um me and my cousin were just walking around like what the fuck like the whole time but it was like an incredible place to see and it's pretty interesting to like imagine a life there and it's like a whole weird bubble of a world so that was like interesting and then went up to my parents house and my my old sister came up my little sister came and uh she brought my the baby and we all had a nice time with the baby who's like one in a bit now so it was getting like more character and like being really sort of cheeky and playing games with us and stuff like like in that fun way sad face happy face yes so his new thing that he does is like a frowny face um and then everyone laughs and he's like haha i've got you because like i know that you're laughing at this stupid face and then he just does it all the time and it's so funny and i love that loads so yeah it was a really nice time very very wholesome week off and i felt nice and rested and like i'd had a break which was good because i think the previous times i've had like time off in this year have been more like hectic or like just a few days and then i'm like oh i'm back at work again yeah sometimes it's even more luxurious to have a week off where you don't sort of go abroad or anything oh yeah no exactly because that's a lot of like sort of stress and like yeah. there's a lot going on whereas this was very very relaxed very nice and um yeah it was a nice time and then I realized that oh, I really like doing that I should probably do that more <laughs> <laughs> all you need to do is get all rid you of your job not work yeah <laughs> so yeah that's what I'm looking forward to not working yeah <laughs> love, love always finds a way oh yeah it does um so yeah that was a really nice time and then since then, yeah, I've just been back at work and uh, had the longest week ever, as I think most people usually do when they come back from a holiday. Yeah. They're really slogs. So yeah, that's what I've been up to. But um, what have you been living and longing for in this very long period? Well, I think that I've been living for, I mean, full disclosure to our listeners, <laughs> but I haven't just invited you around here to do the podcast, have I? Invited you you have not. For a very special reason. <laughs> Something that's been in the calendar for just about a year yeah over yeah. a year because yeah. it, we we had previously planned it for last year well that's true but it was literally in the iCal mm. so Olivia please have, reveal have you made it a recurring event <laughs> I should I think well you I'll, should. I'll let you well it depends how it goes oh you're gonna like it <laughs> so I don't know if we've ever mentioned this on the podcast before I mean I can't believe that it hasn't come up because it's very prominent in our lives and it's the fact that Lucy <laughs> has never seen the holiday <laughs> the star-studded I'm sure (laughs) award-winning Christmas film featuring Jude Law, Jack Black, Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz. I know. Star-studded And I've never seen it and I can't I can't believe that um but it's the truth and I stand here today telling you that I'm sorry I haven't seen it but I'm willing to rectify that. Yes and I really can't wait for you to um (laughs) for you to watch it because um uh, well not to go not to go into too much detail about my own personal life but um, <laughs> um a few years ago I was watching it and my mum was like that's you <gasps> oh my god oh my god I can't wait now I mean I was excited anyway but now I'm like thrilled <laughs> so wait wait till you see like that bit and then you'll be like yeah yeah that's you <laughs> oh my god okay great yeah um so yes that is what we're doing and I'm absolutely thrilled 
to do it. And it's my first Christmas, the holiday outing of 2019. Right, yeah. Um, I can't believe that I haven't accidentally watched it on ITV2 <laughs> yet because it is that's the only thing that they show. Um, and I have no problem with that because I just think it is one of the world's most fantastically something Christmas films. Oh my God. <laughs> so excited. And also it is so long right get yeah. ready for how long it is it definitely definitely could have been like an hour and a half but it definitely definitely isn't oh my god i love that <laughs> i love i love like a strung out thing yeah, yeah. well it, if it deserves it it oh it oh it does <laughs> and it has so many elements so many sort of twists and turns fantastic so if you two are a big fan of the holiday let us know comment get DM. down here in the next couple hours we're watching it <laughs> get down to manchester city center that's where we are and um that's where we'll be for the next probably two and a half hours watching the holiday yeah can't wait to get your review we'll have to do a full review next oh, week we will we will um so that is what i am living for and um what i am longing for is that actually we have got a special guest on the podcast next week very excitingly we so we're going to be back at Works, um where we did our live show for those of you who came along to that so we'll be there again interviewing musician Sophie Galpin yes it's very exciting so Sophie Galpin is um a multi-instrumentalist and she is um in so she plays in soak she plays in self-esteem and various other projects just so many projects so many fingers and so many pies the woman is full of projects (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah go on um yeah the woman's full of projects and um i can't wait to find out a little bit more she's doing loads of exciting things at the moment a lot of them in and around manchester which is great she's a manchester-based um musician but is literally everywhere in the world all the time consistently just like somewhere different yeah like just like oh this day here this day there and it's like wow i know so i can't wait to hear about that kind of lifestyle no definitely i want to chat about jet setting i want to chat about um about airport food yeah airport (laughs) food all of the all of the bands that she's in all at the same time how she has enough hours in the day and also um queer bits as a musician which is really important which is very important and exciting to talk to somebody who's um you know really part of um a queer music scene yeah so um stay tuned for that next week and we'll be bringing that to you asap and really really looking forward to it and how about you what are you living and longing for this week so i've done a combined living and longing this week because it's you know just it's it's a whole thing so it's just makes sense for it to be one bit it would be i'd be lying if i wasn't just living and longing for the same thing okay and that is the general christmas season oh anybody knows me knows I love Christmas. Me too. As I like to put it, it's my most basic time <laughs> of the year. <laughs> I really I spend most of my life being incredibly cynical. And then I love to really throw all of my actual earnestness into one season, the season being Christmas. Mm. So <laughs> uh, I'm just very excited to kick off Christmas. We went to your, your uh, mom did a wonderful christmas fair yesterday oh it was gorgeous yeah. we had a lovely christmasy day we did yeah it was very festive very nice and it was just a very sort of like great kick start into the christmas yeah. season yes it's a little bit early yes i used to say nothing till first december but i'm older now and i need nice things mm. so it's there's no fucking harm one week early and also i think they do it then because they know that everybody's december weekends are taken yeah. up yeah um, but it was absolutely filled to the rafters inside it was, it was chock-a-block it was and it was a new york theme yeah. um 
Christmas fair and loads of really nice food. We had donuts, we had pretzels, we had hot dogs, we had um, brisket, we yeah. had macaroni and cheese, we oh, had chili. Stunning. Gorgeous. Stunning. Me and you were manning the hot dog store for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Absolutely roaring trade, wasn't it, Olivia? We People ma- love a hot dog. We made a killing. So I think that if you want to work less and party more, <laughs> get yourself a hot dog stand. Because <laughs> I think that you'll be off more than you'll be in. And you were like like a member of the apprentice. A member of the apprentice. Yes. You were like a, <laughs> you were like a contestant on the apprentice mm. with your selling skills. You were like, do you know what? I can double that up for you for an extra pound. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And people were lapping it up. Double or drop. Double or drop. They couldn't get enough of these hot dogs. It was amazing. Yeah. So that was a really good time and very nice. Uh, And then in more of the sort of longing sense, I am very much longing for uh, the fact that we are going to see Love Actually with the live orchestra on Wednesday night with your mum. <laughs> and it's going to be so cute. It was literally because this is on every year. And yeah. then every year we're like, it's expensive. It's expensive, no But thanks. we really want to go. Yeah. And then this year my mum was like, get ready because I have bought a million tickets. <laughs> I'm bringing each and every person you know. Yeah. And this. she was like, and I've also got one for Lucy. And I was like, ah, she's going to die. And then I, I told you and you liked it loads. And I just felt like really overwhelmed with like the fact that she thought of me. Yeah, she's thrilled last night. She was like, we're going to drink sherry. We're yeah. going to look at the film. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> the orchestra's going to be there. So um, yeah, we're, we're going to be continuing our festive gravy train straight into next week. Yeah, we're truly embracing Christmas this year so far, I believe. Mm. Um, I mean, it's been one day, but yesterday we were Christmassy. Today we're being Christmassy. Wednesday we're being Christmassy. I mean, what's we're doing it we're doing it and I am living and longing for it and I'm very very pleased and we haven't even spoken about possibly the most Christmassy thing that we we did yesterday wow what did we do Olivia well (laughs) rightly or wrongly (laughs) whether we should have or shouldn't have um that's up for debate that we'll probably be debating shortly (laughs) um we went to see last christmas if you haven't heard of last christmas where have you been you've been living under a veritable rock because it has been broadcast Hither and thither. God, it's so, like, advertised. It's so heavily, advertised. Heavily. So it's um, Emma Thompson's latest work. She also stars in the film. It is a Christmas film featuring Amelia Clark off of Game of Thrones and whatever that other one is where she falls in love with someone and she's sad about it. Oh, the one where, like... Is it the one where, like, he then dies in 9-11? No. No. It's another one. Is it Me Before You? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the one with the guy who dies in 9-11. That's something else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. She's she's the, the main gal in it. And it follows her as a sort of like, she's a bit of a wreckhead. She's a bit like lost in her life. Mm. And um, is working in this Christmas shop, obviously. Um, and then she sort of meets this, you find out she sort of has been ill. You don't really know what though. She meets this guy. Well, this is actually one of the things that I have to say about this film. Okay. So she like sees this guy outside in the square. Yeah. And he's like looking up. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm going to go like see what he's looking at, right? Because mm. she's inquisitive or whatever. So she yeah. like just sidles up to him and um, he goes like, oh, where did you come from? In a way that it's like they knew each other. Mm. And then like the, sh- he shows her some bird or whatever because like, he's always looking up and he's got great perspective on life. Yeah. And then <laughs> the bird shits in her eye and it's like, oh, la, la. Um, anyway, so that's their like meet you. And then she, he's like, oh, let's like go for a drink. And then she's no let's go for a walk and then he's she's like oh no that's weird that's so weird or whatever and I was like it's not 
more or less weird than you literally sidling up to a stranger outside your shop yeah. to have a look at what they're looking at. And I love how like that that was That's how, just one thing. That was how they engineered the meet cute. Yes. Because there's literally nothing meet cute about that. You're just stood next to a stranger in the same way as I could be stood next to a thousand strangers in a day, but I'm not gonna start a love affair with them. No. Like there's no there's no particular set of circumstances there to qualify it as a meet cute. She literally worked in a shop he could have come into the shop. Mm. <laughs> it's not yeah. hard. Yeah, they couldn't even be bothered to write him coming <laughs> into the shop. <laughs> he, I don't think he ever stepped foot in that shop. Well, no, but I oh, think... Oh, apart from when they were cleaning off after hours. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was going to say, oh, I thought the reason why he I was didn't... about to say that might be a point, a plot point, but... Yeah, that he didn't come into the shop does. was because of his, like, supernaturalness. Yeah. So, by the way, spoil- this is going to contain spoilers, as always, with uh, everything we talk about, but really... Don't, don't worry about it's it. It's fine for you. <laughs> don't worry. Essentially, they, she, you know, they fall in love. Um, After she, one second. Yeah, he doesn't have a phone. It's in a cupboard. Mm. Um, that's one of the important things to remember. Um, he uh, it sort of disappears for days on end. She can't find him. He's and always then he's Im- impeccably dressed in the exact same outfit. The exact same outfit on a bike because he was obviously a courier driver. Um, and even though he was very impractically dressed for a courier driver, I have to say. Yeah, he looked like he was like a locum, but he was yes. like, apparently he was a courier driver. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Uh, she like one evening goes and he's like uh, does the night shift at a homeless shelter and she's like a bit weird about it because she's like this selfish human apparently and then like there's this whole extra story with her family her mother played by emma thompson and they're um like she's like second generation immigrant there they've come over from former yugoslavia um and there's sort of a secondary storyline there with how she has an issue with like her mom and like um how People have been with her since she's been ill and mm. stuff like that. Um, and you sort of find out that she had like a heart problem, but you don't really know exactly what happened. Um, and then eventually uh, she sees the guy a few more times and then they go back to his flat. Once she's like very drunk, she has like a sort of breakdown, tells them everything about how she had a heart transplant, how she's got this big scar. He touches the scar. Oh, it's very they, intimate. Oh, it's very, very intimate. They, uh, she lies down on the bed. They have a kiss. That's it. Um, yeah, it's all very chaste. Yes, it's very chaste. Um, and then she sort of realizes that she's like wants to be a better person. She starts, you know, doing better at a job. Also, and, just to interject, mm. but um, did you notice that as she gets more in inverted commas selfless and less selfish, yes. her hair dramatically improves. Yes, it goes from like. <laughs> More sort of scraggly to like a p- p- perfect quaff curl. Yeah. Coal? Curl? Coal? Whatever. Yeah. Um, yes, I did notice that. And by the end, it's literally like mm. Hillary Clinton's hair. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's literally like been permed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she like basically becomes nicer, starts singing for the homeless and doing bits, wants to put up a charity, con- a charity concert for them, obviously. Um, and all these bits. And then... Um, <laughs> Oh God. Right, so the the climax of the film is that she decides. Oh, she basically meets him in this little garden, which he showed her. Yeah, their secret and garden. He's like, "You can't depend on me. I I can't be your only thing, or whatever." Yeah. And she's like, "Fuck you! I don't want to waste my time on this." So she goes off. Then she decides to do all the nice things. Then she's like, "Right, I'm gonna go and apologize to him." So but that she, that was actually the only bit where I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." Same, same. Um, and she goes to his flat. She goes in. It's like the doors open, and there's just this like estate agent in there. And she's like, "What?" And he's like, "Oh, we're here to see the flat, or whatever." And then she's like, "Oh, he's selling it. Oh, that's why it's so clean, or whatever." And then he opens a cupboard there's the phone in the cupboard and then she's like oh yeah I'll get that to Tom and he's like who the fuck's Tom and then she's like oh whatever and then he goes like oh yeah things like this are always a bit weird when someone's died and she's like what do you mean and then it's like (laughs) boom boom 
And then it shows this. It's like the flashbacks. <laughs> yes. Commence. And then it commences a montage of flashbacks to where you see him couriering on his bike. Mm. He gets hit by a, a truck. And then they are both in hospital. And then, <laughs> you know lo and behold, yeah. heart transplant. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. And, and, he, and he did. And he did, yes. And it should have known, considering the fact that it that the whole thing was that it's based on the song Last Christmas. But I did not think it would be quite so based on the song Last Christmas. Oh, well, yes. I did. I just, I just <laughs> I, I'd like forgotten that by that point and was like, oh, no. And, and I was just grasping your arm like, no. Nah! <laughs> losing our minds um yeah so basically the point is that he was her donor he died um and she has his heart and then there's this amazing bit where she goes back to that garden he comes up to her and she goes <laughs> why can i feel you and then he puts her his hand to her heart because oh, wow. i'm i don't know in you with yeah, you who yeah. knows yeah <laughs> something um, like that it's all yeah something like that um yes anyway it were and then she does a big nice charity christmas concert they all sing last christmas that was probably the best bit no the, the real best bit was when they were having the christmas dinner and then after she had like <laughs> outed her sister yes. to her conservative Incredibly family dubious um, bit. which was really dubious and she did do a lot of apologizing about it but then um the best bit was that like everyone was fine about it and then the sister's girlfriend was invited to christmas and um emma thompson was like oh um say she's called sarah i don't know and she was like yeah everyone like you know get ready sarah's about to serve her lesbian pudding yeah (laughs) and then literally as soon as the film ended (laughs) my mum my brother and my mum's friend all came like sprinting up to us like sprinting no would you like a slice of lesbian pudding oh should we get some lesbian pudding and then your brother was like oh you're gonna have to tell me the recipe for the lesbian pudding so i can serve it up to olivia on her birthday (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I'll let you know. I know it very well. Yeah, that yeah. was probably the best bit <laughs> that of the That was film. the best bit. That was yes. the gay rights section of the that film. That was the gay rights section of the film. Um, yeah, overall, rating? Oh, 1.3 out of 5. Yeah, an absolute crock of shite. It was a stinker. It was so bad. And I knew it, we knew it was bad going in, and I love a bad Christmas film. Mm. But it was almost not bad enough to even be Bad, bad in the way bad. that you want it to yeah, be. Yeah, because it was like too worthy. It was yeah. trying too hard. And it just like really goes to show that like if you're a rich, famous person, you can make whatever the fuck you want and people will watch it. Because like I can't it has a good cast, a good concept, great music, loads of George Michael, love it. But and yet that's what you come up with. Well, as I said yesterday, um The Guardian described it in their review as an overstuffed turkey. Yes. And I was really ready to not listen to that um <laughs> but i'm right there with them on oh that, yeah it was just um a lot uh it was a bird in a bird in a bird wasn't it <laughs> 12 it bird was, roast it was christmasy but just still not what you want <laughs> no yeah <laughs> um yeah so would i recommend seeing it no but if it's like on on a sunday afternoon sometime in a couple of years give it a go why not yeah i mean watch it with mates there could be a universe in which i watch it again <laughs> I see. I yeah. see. <laughs> uh, uh, it was just with, with a bowl of lesbian pudding. Yeah, bowl of lesbian pudding on the sofa. Yeah, I just um, was astounded by it, but uh, very much enjoyed the experience of watching it and had a great time. Mm. And it was very festive and lovely. And speaking of last Christmas, I wanted to seg seamlessly into my track of the week this oh. week. Oh, 
stunning yes so my track of the week i think i probably mentioned it um before in passing on the podcast but maybe when it was a little bit too early for christmasiness mm, but it is the lucy dacus cover of last ah, christmas okay yeah i've been listening to it, it loads it's such a good cover i haven't listened to it yet because i am i had not launched christmas until yesterday mm. so now i will start listening to christmas songs so i will give it a listen okay because i usually my, my my thing used to be that it would be first of december i would listen to like start listening to christmas songs mm. and i always used to like hand pick which first one I was going to listen to mm. but for over the past few years it's always just been Last Christmas because it's my favourite one so mm. it's the best one well one of the best ones Semi-Frontiers so yeah, exactly yeah. to explain that I used to think that the lyrics to Last Christmas when I was a kid were um, this year to Semi-Frontiers I'll mm. give it to someone special and you will and I w- will I? who who knows probably not um, so yes uh, but I'm gonna launch I'm gonna listen to it I'll listen to it on the way home Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah so yeah that's that's a good one nice what's, and Christmassy. what's yours so mine is um so i did loads of driving last week when i was on holiday down to wales back to my parents blah blah, blah like lots and lots of driving so I did lots and lots of listening to music and i decided to have a little one direction back catalog time oh, brilliant. which i like to do every few months i like to just dive back in and actually i realized i hadn't done that for quite a while maybe a year or so which is mm. quite a long time like obviously i listened to a track here and there mm. but a full-on back catalog and oh my god, I found some absolute goldies in there that I'd forgotten about. And I have this thing about One Direction where sometimes when I listen to them, I used to say this to my friend Alex, who's also obsessed with One Direction at the same time as me, as I've spoken about before, um, that I get like winter jitters from One Direction songs, like that feel of like coziness and like excitement, which is like a oh, winter so jitter, like a Christmas jitter. Jitters in a positive way. Yes. Yeah. In like a, ooh, like oh, a tingle, okay. right. like a tingling way. Yeah. Um, and why are they so associated with winter i've got no idea but it just happens sometimes i think that when one of their albums came out or something i must have listened to it loads and loads at chris like near a christmas time when it was cold i can really picture being on a bus being cold and listening to one direction i don't know it's just oh, a thing yeah okay. um uh and therefore my track of the week is going to be one that i've rediscovered which is still the one by one direction which is one of the last tracks on the album take me home it is stunning it absolutely slaps. It's such a good pop song. I don't know if I know it. Just, I've just pulled my glasses off oh. in excitement. <laughs> I don't know if I know that song. I will play it to you later. It is so good. It was an album track. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not going to be, it wasn't released. It was an album track, but it's such a good pop song. It does all the right things. And I love it, love it loads. And that is my track of the week. Lovely. So um, last week we touched on Atypical a little bit from a gay rights perspective because we were talking about Casey and that whole storyline and we sort of just dipped into the third series. I finished it now, have you? Yes. Brilliant. Let's go. <laughs> Commence queering Atypical. Uh, I mean, you don't have to because it's already it, pretty queer. Yeah. Um, so yes, so it finally all came to a head as it were. Mm. So um, uh, Casey was obviously struggling with, uh, you know, having a boyfriend, but also basically being in love with her best mate and having some sort of like feelings for her and yeah. not really knowing how to deal with that. Because it was a sexuality thing, but it was yeah. also a, a I'm in a relationship yeah, thing. Yeah, with someone who I really love as well. Like, yeah. yeah. And I loved that about the... I love that about the series because although it was this kind of like love triangle, difficult situation, they didn't paint his character as being like 
I don't know. They didn't do some sort of like cheap get out clause to make him a baddie, to make it easier no, exactly. on us for he her to then choose. Yeah, exactly. I thought that as well. Because I was thinking, are they going to do that? Are they going to make it so like he does something wrong and then it's easier for her? Yeah. Um, but no, he was like a saint throughout the whole thing. Like, yeah. what a cutie. He he's was such lovely. A cutie. So well, nice. What's his name in it? Evan. Yeah. Evan, yeah. yeah. He's so nice. Um, and yeah, so essentially. Um, they have some sort of building, building feelings. And then eventually uh, Izzy, who's the girl who her best friend, her best friend when she's like falling for, uh, confronts her about it and mm. sort of says like, you know what's going on. Like we obviously fancy each other or whatever. Um, and then she sort of a bit freaks out and like doesn't really do anything about it. And then they like sort of fall out. Yeah. Um, Izzy acts out and snogs some guy. I or know. Whatever. I know. God. The absolute she's, cheek of it. She's hurting. She's hurting. She doesn't know what I to know. do. I thought that Casey was going to get with that other like quite tall. So one. did she was I. Dancing with the yeah. Party, so I was worried about that. I'm, I'm glad she didn't. Yeah. I was um, like, yeah, do it. <laughs> Come on, girl. <laughs> yeah, but it's probably better that she didn't. she's got a lot on her plate already. <laughs> yeah, she's got a lot going on. I also really like the friendship that she had with that um, other girl who was on the track team yeah. who was like advising her and being like that was a really such cute a friendship. Gorgeous yeah. little hug. Yeah, that was nice. Um, um, and then eventually they have so then Casey's like just going and doing 10,000 runnings she's obviously she's a runner and uh, and then Izzy comes and they sort of confront each other and then they finally do some kissing mm. and it was very like oh here it is here it is yeah but she had not she hadn't at that point broken up with Evan. No, she hadn't. No, there was a little overlap. Yeah, there was there was some te- but there was tensions the, with them. The thing going is, on. that needed to happen mm. for them to kind of know what was going on because they're sort of at a certain age and experience wise, where like that did need to happen for Casey to kind of like have that clarity. Yes. But I also really like that moment where they're on the track where Izzy confronts Casey for her like not all her fault because it's like lack of maturity trying to work things out and stuff, but she. Um, calls her out on her like gaslighting behavior yes which i thought was really good yeah because you don't often see that um kind of depicted especially with like dramas between like younger people and teenagers and she's just like you know i really put myself out there emotionally for you you have been like punishing me for being honest about my feelings for you which are only that i really like you and i never would have done that had i thought that you would have like frozen me out in such a horrible way that you have yeah and like you're being like really unfair and i thought like that is such good representation because it's then showing younger people that you know if you like it's okay to like advocate for yourself yes, and call things out and not just like accept that behavior that's being like leveled at you um you know yeah that not you're... to be like oh I'm sad you made me sad but yeah to be like this is what you've done and it's shit and it's not okay yeah. and to kind yeah. of like push back against yeah. it and even if it's to someone that you love and even if it's to somebody who you know has done something to you maybe like unintentionally like you you can still hold space for those feelings I Absolutely, suppose yeah um, and I think that atypical is so good at doing that yeah and in then always. there's like that line and then there's sort of the b-plot thing of um the parents relationship breakdown as yeah. well and then the relationship breakdown between Sam and Zahid which is arguably the most heartbreaking relationship that's, breakdown of the series yeah that's the one that's that really pulled the heartstrings and stuff like love the queer storyline I think they did it really well I think it was um very well done and yeah they they has a nice resolution they are you know doing they get together and Evan's super nice about it and sort of you know he's upset and he's heartbroken but he totally still loves her and wants her to be her best self and stuff like that and it's cute it's like really nice but the Sam and Zahid like breakdown of their friendship like it really was really sad I was like crying I was I like stop it this is so sad like they need to be because they, they need each other so much I know I, I cried loads and then I also cried towards the end absolute 
buckets um, when everything was cracking off with um, Casey and Izzy and she'd broken up with Evan and stuff because there's this one bit which is like literally art imitating my life <laughs> when um, so it was when um, the mom when when Sam comes downstairs and he's really stressed out because um, Casey is upset upstairs like lying on the bed because she's oh, like yeah. had to break up with Evan and like things are like really bad uh, yeah. and he's like he's in bits because she's like his rock so for yeah. her to be really upset is really destabilizing yeah. for him but also he is like upset for her as well but doesn't quite know how to express all of these things and then the mum just says okay you know this is what's happening you don't need to go and um you know disturb or da, 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 da. but you know what do we do when you know your sister's upset and he's like oh well we should bring her something to make her feel better yeah. and he goes to the freezer and gets out the like after eight yeah. and then he brings him upstairs and then just like awkwardly stands in the doorway then just kind of like throws them yeah. on the bed and I was like I have been in that exact, <laughs> exact situation oh, that's so nice so when that bit happened me and my yeah. mum were just like <laughs> oh. did you watch with your mum yeah oh nice um yeah so I definitely like see loads of parallels between um Casey and Sam and me and my brother yeah so when I watch it it's like so personal oh, yeah. for me so I yeah. just like cry loads when I watch it but um, I just think it's such a good series and it does fly under the radar a lot of the it time. It does, yeah, yeah. I think, like, you know, people s- s- either, like, know it or people have never heard of it. Kind of thing. It's not, like, something that they sort of heard of but not watched. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I think it deserves a bit more, yeah, credit and, like more people to see it and I think, I think it's, it's it's a really well made program it does things a little bit differently as well yeah. and kind of like addresses um emotional issues and relationships and things in a lot less kind of um of, of, of a black and white sort of simplistic way that you often see in those kinds of yeah. like 20 minute series yeah, yeah, it yeah. kind of goes a little bit deeper than that and um yeah what do you think is going to happen with the parents Oh, yeah, well, because they had, at the end of the series, they have, like, a reconciliation where, like, he, the dad is, goes off to uh, New York with his new sort of, like, this woman he's friends with who he obviously, it's like, they definitely have feelings for each other, yeah. but nothing happens there, but he goes on this trip and then, like, basically is like, oh, I can't do this, and then the mum is, like, goes to, like, chase after him, and they literally, like, bump into each other, crash their cars into each other, like, her trying to leave him coming back, and they sort of reconcile, in a sense, of being like, let's try. Um, I think... I think it's going to be a... I think at least for the next season, they're going to maybe be all right, because otherwise it's just the same storyline. Mm. Again, like, there's got to be something new there for them, because otherwise it's a bit, like, drawn out, that if, if it's just another thing where they one of them has a doubt, it yeah. will just be the same thing again. Yeah. So I assume that they will come together yeah i was getting really cross with him towards the end because i just thought like he's just stringing it out and just making her miserable so i was really pleased when he did sort of concede at the end that like it wasn't just her that broke the marriage yeah apart or yeah. caused problems in yeah. the marriage and that you know yes she did what she did but he had a role to play in that as well they yeah. both did as a couple so it's it's really good like if you haven't watched it watch yeah, it watch it watch it watch it um what else have you been watching <laughs> Um, so, I mean, big news, can't believe we've waited this long to even mention it, but we should probably talk about the RuPaul's Drag Race UK finale. Yes. Um, which happened last week, uh, and the Vivian was crowned the queen of the first series of Drag Race UK. Yeah, and this is, um, Baby's first drag race, isn't it? So how do you feel, <laughs> having watched a full series for the first time? I 
loved it yeah loads and I think like it was something that like I was watching on my own and like but I was like really protective of like that time where I just sit and watch it and be mm. like oh it's so nice to just like be watching this but actually the finale my little sister came home like just as I was watching it so watched that together which was uh like really fun and she she would watch the very first episode she walked in and she was like is this the finale and I was like yeah and she's like right so I've watched the first episode now I'm watching the last <laughs> and I was like well it's all you need um so um I yeah I really enjoyed it um I was uh, intrigued to see like how the finale would play out because the only sort of other episode, full episode of Drag Race I'd ever seen was the finale of the most recent US season with you. Yeah. And I thought that like it was very sort of rushed and stuff. The one, the US one seemed very sort of short. The lip syncs were quite short and it seemed to be very just like, and it's over. Because it was, it was more to do with kind of um, the US one. I feel like it's more to do with the sort of pomp and circumstance of yes. the event now because it's really escalated from when um, the first couple of series um, aired and it's kind of like a huge arena event now. Yes, exactly. With loads of celebrities get invited and they have other acts performing and it's a lot to do with kind of like the family and VTs and yeah. It's very, it's gone sort of quite X Factory in yeah, its execution yeah, 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 yeah. now. Whereas there's nothing really that different about the UK finale than any other episode other than you find out who the winner is. Yes, exactly. Which I kind which, of liked. Which I liked, yeah. I liked that, that it was, it was the same. And then but you just had some added bits of like, I love that they <laughs> they did that bit, obviously, where they all went on What's the Tea and did like a little podcast segment. Yeah. And then it was like, they were all, <laughs> they each like sat down and everyone was like, oh, how exciting, how exciting. And then it'd be like, cue sad music. Let's mm. do a thing about like how this journey for you. Yes. And, um, and they'd each be like, well, actually. Uh, Here's my personal struggle. And I thought that was, um yeah, super sort of funny, but very nice as well that like they do touch upon like the fact that they have all like been through a right journey and um have all come out the better for it and seem like very a lot stronger people which is really nice yeah and to be honest i think that it is um whilst that is typically a bit of a a bit of an americanized um trope yeah of having those sort of emotional bits i do think that the emotional bits that they had in this did serve a sort of higher purpose a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. like, when Blue Hydrangea was talking about marriage equality, yeah. and they talk about, um, you know, race race issues, obviously they talk about that a lot in the US episode, and that obviously does serve, a, right? a, you yeah. know, a very important higher purpose. But, you know, with, like, all the catfights and things in the US one, they tried a little bit of that in the UK, but then they yeah. did seem to sort of pull it back a little bit, yeah. which I was happy about. I because was. They obviously realised it wasn't going to happen. Like, yeah. It wasn't there. It wasn't the there. The animosity wasn't really there. Yeah. No, like bits and bobs, but bits, like little bits, but like not 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 the same. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think that their different stories sort of served to kind of like illuminate those issues in a way that was like really real. Because the bit about Vivian's um, struggles with drugs, yeah, and she does go quite kind of specific about what went on. Yeah, well, I think she very much wants, and she said this a few times. She very much wants to be an advocate for. Um, this being an issue in the drag community and her wanting to be a spokesperson for it can get better, you can get out of it. And like, um, I think she'll go on to do loads of great work in that sense. Well, it's definitely the first time I've heard anybody um, in that kind of a show or context say this is a huge problem mm. within drag communities and sort of wider queer, queer communities, yeah. especially with young guys um, with drug and alcohol abuse. Yeah. And it is, you know, often for a lot of people synonymous with the lifestyle and um, the, the socialising and the friendships and everything else. Yeah. And that is such a big problem that I don't think is talked about. It's just kind of like 
accepted and glossed over as being like fun yes in a lot of ways yeah. and like a non-negotiable aspect yeah. yeah if you want to live your life at such a speed yeah um and i think that her calling that out is a really brave thing to do because it is quite difficult because in doing that you are sort of questioning not just like drug abuse but also you know lifestyles taken up by a lot of people within our own communities Mm. um rightly or wrongly and there's a lot of gray area there definitely um about kind of who should be telling you what to do in that regard yes yeah 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 yeah. and i guess like and when is it a problem and when isn't it a problem yes and i think that as long as you know and she definitely does this she says like you know it's a problem in the community blah blah but she always comes back to her own experience of it and basically being like it ruined it was ruining my life i was going to be dead like and therefore i would like to uh be an advocate for how you don't it doesn't have to be like that but she's not necessarily necessarily saying that's the way it is for every single person who is is doing it which is good because then like if you can always just bring it back to your own experience then you're only ever she's definitely not saying that but i still think it is a really um brave thing to do because there are a lot of people who will take that in different ways yes and it's a really difficult thing to broach um because it kind of exists on this like massive spectrum within our community i suppose um and then also in yeah it was interesting that bagger talked about the fact that he actually hasn't like barely spoken to his mum, and that's why that whole episode was so strange for him yes which is fair enough like and you can sort of see why he was like sort of very shocked his mum came in and was like didn't really know how to act and yeah he definitely said some stuff they probably shouldn't have said but you know in the, in the heightened heightened atmosphere of that sort of show and the pressure of it and also just being like this is someone i've seen what was it like seven times in the last 10 years or whatever yeah. like that is very bizarre that she was she wanted to come like that she was the one that came on i did it that is it's interesting but i also i really appreciated um bagger's like really cute very british self-deprecating bit where they're like why should you win and they're like oh, and she was just like i shouldn't win it should be one of them <laughs> yeah well the thing is i'm glad that she kind of said that because yeah, i she knew i do agree and i think that bagger um you know did bring a lot to the competition and i really liked that she got so far without having to kind of compromise herself because yeah. she isn't a look queen no. she isn't you know very sort of like high concept drag um but also that is like one of the main um tenets on which like this whole thing is measured so to not be able to sort of bring that yeah. um you know you are missing like a vital part like not not to drag in the real world but to the competition that yeah kind of yeah 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 does require that no it was it was good that like she got through to the final in by in being a very Herself. like british queen yeah like a very like yeah yeah so that that is is good but, but i think all she th- also knew she shouldn't win yes so. but i think all three of them you know managed to um do the competition in in very much like their own styles in their own way without as well I suppose it is difficult because there is no kind of blueprint on which to kind of base anything because all they have um, representation wise for this actual show is the American one the US one so um, like like Vivian said you know she's never going to be like that she never says all of those Americanized phrases she never she doesn't look like that she doesn't act like that and I think that the whole series like 
the way that it was produced and the queens themselves it was very um celebratory of british culture and managed to be the same enough that it was what we all know and love but different enough that it was um yeah it felt like a british version of the show yeah that's yeah that is good do you think the right person won i wanted davina to win because Mm. i just love her i think she's so like nice and like just obviously has been doing it for so long and i thought it'd be really like nice for her to have the like the win if that makes sense Mm. but also i think like they'll all go on to be like completely fine and do all the bits um uh so I wanted her to win. I thought she was really great in the in the last show. Her dancing is like beyond belief. Like when she kept just flipping around all the time, it's like insane. Um, but I also, I think that Vivian was a worthy winner as well. And I see why they gave it to her um, in the sense that like, I think she was just a bit more like, I don't, I don't know, it, like, I just felt like she was always going to win in the in nearing the end. Like it just seemed like that was the way it was being keyed up. Um, but um, I, yeah, I wanted Davina to win, but I'm not unhappy about the Vivian winning. What about you? I think you well, you've taken the words right yeah. out of my mouth. I feel exactly the same. Mm. And um, yeah, I did want Davina to win for all of the reasons that you mentioned, but I do think that Vivian is a really, really worthy winner, and was yeah. super happy for her to win and also i thought she looked absolutely breathtaking in the final she looked amazing that final look yeah oh stunning i want to look like that on my wedding day oh okay let's do it (laughs) that's the look and i just love that massive like huge blonde barbarella wig and that sort of almost like nude pink iridescent sparkly dress oh she looked amazing she looked a bit like you know the good witch in the wizard of oz yes she looked a bit like that (laughs) the good witch realness um yeah so i i thought she was amazing and i did think as well um i was so proud of her performance um for the final dance number yeah. that they did because she isn't a natural dancer and that's someone who also isn't a very natural dancer <laughs> i could definitely identify what do you mean? with that and um yeah i spent a lot of time in drama schools being crap at dancing so i could really <laughs> identify with that yeah and and she tried so hard and she really really turned it out and like Obviously, she doesn't have the natural sort of like agility that Davina has. Yes. But as they all said, she sold it in so hard. She really did. And it was almost like with Davina, it was almost like acrobatics. Yes. So it was so second nature to her. There wasn't really that kind of like selling in face aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was too busy tumbling around. Because she was just doing it so naturally. And that's that's so amazing. amazing. And that's still like, you know, obviously really worthy of being a winner because you can do all of that stuff but the sort of underdogness in me was really backing how vivian was selling that in so yeah, managed, hard and really managed to pull that off and like um and she had like a great verse in that song as well like yeah she was just it was, it, i was like oh yeah felt like really empowered so i was like yes so mm. yeah no i'm totally happy with the result have you listened to the moon on spotify all cast version i have not yet out? no i really want to though but i will i will i will um davina also has a song out as well i've listened to that which i was which i thought was really funny yeah it does like some proper like uh funny bits about just like making a pop song which i thought was good yeah, yeah. um i'll be really interested to see how their careers kind yeah. of go and i hope that i mean the thing is like you say it almost doesn't matter who wins yeah. um because once you get to yeah. top three yeah. anyway or yeah. you make a mark in some kind of way exactly. throughout the series you're gonna be yeah. um, famous yeah. so exactly so good luck to them all and uh all the best women won. Yeah. And here's <laughs> to um, the weird celebrity series coming up shortly. Oh, yeah. Is that like quite soon? I think so. Oh, I'm, I'm excited for that now. You never usually have to wait more than two months before something else yeah, comes out. Yeah, I remember thinking that like um, previously, I think I've said on the podcast when you were like, oh yeah, I've been watching 
something of RuPaul, I was like, literally, didn't it just happen? And you're like, yes. Cause, yeah, because <laughs> All Stars yeah. always usually follows on straight away. Yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely going back and watching some US stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In. I dive re- in. I can recommend a few series for you after this. <laughs> Great. So speaking of The Crown, Olivia, uh, I hear you've been watching it. Yes. <laughs> I have been watching it. As everybody all knows, I am a huge fan of The Crown on Netflix. <laughs> in a big way. The face way. just went very incredibly serious then. I am a huge fan. <laughs> it's just so good. Yeah. It's so good. It's like everything I want a thing for me to watch to be, basically. And um, really enjoyed the first couple of series with Claire Foy um, playing Queen Elizabeth II. Now, obviously, the baton has been handed over to the middle age years to our gal, Olivia Coleman. Yeah. And um, Helena Bonham Carter is now in this new series. She's taken over from Vanessa Kirby playing Princess Margaret. Right, okay. And, oh my God, it's just everything. So this time we see the Queen in kind of middle age time. She's fully in her reign. And um, she's not that sort of young Queen that we um, saw kind of finding her feet in the first couple of series. Right, okay, yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's, it, it talks about that time, the time when Princess Margaret is trying to kind of assert her um, authority and sense of self in a world that, like, doesn't really seem to have a place for her. Like, okay. she's just kind of, like, a bit of an extra. She doesn't really have a role, and she kind of wants to find that. And at some, t- at some point, she's overshadowed by... Um, well, she overshadows the Queen in some aspects because she does... Um, a t- you know, that tour that she did in um, America where she kind of, like, um, charms all the Americans, charms the okay, president, right. and it's like... Yeah, yeah. And um, everyone kind of gets... she She's received really well um, at a time when maybe the Queen and um, Britishness is thought to be very kind of old hat, like, right, okay, um, yeah. dour, stiff upper yeah. lip sort of vibes, and she comes in and brings a load of glamour and... Um, so what sort of years is this set- setting then now? Late 60s. Oh, okay, right, okay, okay. A bit earlier than I thought, right, okay. Yeah, I think it'd be late 60s because um, it's when Prince Charles goes to do um, a semester in Wales and they decide to make him the Prince of Wales. Oh, okay, right, And right. Um, it's when he first starts dating Camilla, but ah. then they break them up and then Camilla marries um, Parker Bowles and becomes yeah. Camilla Parker Bowles. Yeah. And um, so we end it i suppose <laughs> right on the precipice before the diana years oh I really is cannot it, is wait. it? <laughs> <laughs> you're gripping the table i'm gripping my hot water <laughs> yeah, gripping your hotty body um, she can't wait <laughs> yeah i can't wait and every year it just gets better and better and the <laughs> costumes are amazing the characters are amazing and obviously like a lot of it's made up but a lot of it's true as well it's a great history lesson as long as you like actually go and read what really happened afterwards but um yeah because a lot of it's oh, made like, up like yeah like where's it like so they just sort of base it around like obviously bits that we do know happened and then they sort of just dramatize it yeah i'm guessing right yeah. yeah um but i just think it's so good yeah well um and i would just recommend it to anyone i finished it in like two days wow um how many episodes are there maybe like eight oh it's not yeah 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 it's very doable then they also have i think it's the third episode and it is um kind of a special almost standalone episode all about the abafan disaster in wales oh my god yeah um and that was um this huge disaster where um a lot of children um and adults died as well because it was um a spill of coal from 
this massive hill which then just went straight into a school yeah and I listened to a podcast about that a while ago oh really interesting I didn't I didn't didn't know that was touched upon in the crown yeah and it like devastated that whole village and area and it was a whole thing at the time because the queen um it took her ages to actually come and address the situation she addressed the situation like verbally but she never went to visit until much later and it actually says in the episode that is like her one main biggest um regret in Mm. her reign like that she's had and since then has um been back loads of times and it's been like loads done loads of work and things around it i suppose try and like make up for what was that misstep because previously um the monarch was not it, it wasn't done that a monarch would kind of go to um the actual area of a disaster so they would always visit hospitals and things like that but they would never actually sort of go to the the face of a scene yeah they still they still they don't really do that now if you think about it like, no not you not you don't see them like trudging around where there's floods and stuff like that no so, yeah, um, interesting so it was kind of out of what had been the ordinary historically but the public you know there was like a huge need for that and for that support so she did go in the end but it was like a whole thing I suppose a whole contradiction and it really explores this in the series of you know how much humanity does a monarch show and what is good and what is actually harmful because you want this steadfast resolute leader but then you also want someone who can provide comfort and be um you know the public face of mourning for the people Mm. so um it's kind of a difficult position i suppose to be in of finding that right balance especially when everything you do marks new territory and everyone's kind of like got an opinion and stuff um so yeah really really great show love it loads yeah I've, w- I've watched like the first couple episodes of the first season a while, of, like a couple of years ago, I think, um, and then never got back into it. But it's on my very, very large list, but I wouldn't say it's near the top. I just don't know if I care. Get enough. it bumped. <laughs> okay. I'll try it again. I'll try it. Well, the thing is, even if, even if people aren't that into um, the royal family for whatever reason per se it's just still a great drama oh yeah no exactly i know that so yeah that's what i enjoyed about it like when i was watching it originally yeah um i think just sometimes hard to uh differentiate the two so obviously we can't we can't talk about um the crown the royal family etc without um pointing out all the mad shit that's going on with uh prince andrew recently and he did a big interview um off the back of being mates with jeffrey epstein and just did this absolutely boggling interview where he just seemingly uh is trying to refute a bunch of claims and you know that he was at various parties and various uh instances of uh weekends away with epstein and being on his plane a thousand times and all these bits and, and just really oddly I, I just I, I'm like the mind blows that he decided to do the interview in my opinion like um I think he should be questioned I think he should like be talked to about you know about you know his involvement or what he's seen what he's what he knows about um but the thought that the fact that he was like I'll do an interview with the BBC and just you know set things straight and then just says the most bizarre things about Pizza Express and stuff like that it's just so bizarre what did you think of it when uh, it all came out um pizza express woking 
Um, I did see actually off the back of it that Pizza Express put out an advert um, after that week of it, which is just like a big Pizza Express, whatever. And it just says um, like something like, you never forget us. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was funny. Yeah, and speaking of Pizza Express woking, I have actually gone on to TripAdvisor to see um, what the recent reviews have been. And they've actually temporarily suspended the new reviews for yeah, that. So that tells you listing. that people were definitely putting putting some work in there. Yeah, but it was a, um, a solid 3.5 <laughs> out of 5 the last time um, it was reviewed. Um, so, yeah. It's just, um, I don't know. I, I just, I don't think anyone's above the law, even if you're a, mem- a royal mem- member of the family and you just need to like... Uh, address things and speak about stuff but also don't just like definitely i mean this is obviously all casting aspersions whatever but he is lying and he is like pretending he doesn't remember things and stuff it just doesn't look good and also just like massively massively undermining the the intelligence of the public to think that that would be um kind of a kool-aid that we would drink yes exactly yeah 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 yeah. he's Um. like it's his his ego or the way he works is so uh like inflated that he completely was like oh, i've got them fools well, yeah i go i think it i think it shows yeah like you say such um a distinct gulf between where he feels he sits yeah. and where he feels that the rest of us sit Absolutely. and that kind of um expansiveness between the us and them has led him to think that he can say oh well you know um this didn't happen because i had a very particular kind of condition that stopped me from oh, sweating that so that bit <laughs> oh my word that bit is insane and like yeah the bit yeah it, oh he's just like yeah, no I don't remember being um that, that like those photographs may have been um um photoshopped I don't I don't remember ever going upstairs at that property um but and then literally in the next breath but I do very much remember a Tuesday night going to working yeah. to Pizza Express it's just on it like who are you what do you think you're doing yeah I can't even remember the last time I went to Pizza Express and I am <laughs> you know a relatively normal yeah, person exactly. <laughs> It's just insane and it's um, uh, indicative of uh, a lot of how a lot of people in power think they can act and it's um, frustrating. It's frustrating, but also just like the main thing that I got from it was just like utter confusion and bemusement Mm. um, at the whole thing. And obviously like it speaks to a lot of like much darker issues, but just like on the surface watching it, you're just like, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you just can't believe that it's a thing that has been allowed. But then I did hear that, I I believe the press secretary um, or the press advisor, Mm -hmm. who was kind of like in charge of dealing with his press stuff, um, quit a few weeks before. And I believe that it was Ah. over this. And well, not, well, I don't know if it was over this. Well, they probably were like, don't do it. They were said to have have been very against this happening. Right. Because I was like, who has told him that that is okay? Yeah. But then apparently now they've like gone back and just like blamed their team for allowing it to take place in the first place which is so rich yeah absolutely yeah isn't it just um i think also just uh on an important note like in throughout the whole things he never once like mentions the victims of jeffrey epstein who were like definite actual people and that is just sums up in a a nutshell it's all about him and him clearing his name yeah it's got nothing to do with the fact that like you and he could do that and be like sorry and and whatever for 
knowing Epstein. But in the end, he, he literally just goes like, no, I don't regret my friendship with him. Wow. <laughs> it's like, wow, okay. Yeah. and Because it, it gave him opened windows and... Uh, open windows? Yeah, open windows. Open windows for him and like gave him more uh, connections and stuff and like clout. that. It's like, it's like, honestly, yeah. how like short-sighted are you that you don't realize like what is going on here and that you, that is not how you should be approaching this even if that's what you think actually if you're going on a telly to be on an interview why do you not have the the wherewithal to not say it <laughs> yeah it's just insane yeah it's mad but i did think that emily maitlis did a really stellar interview yeah she was um, amazing she's obviously a highly highly talented journalist Definitely. and i really like the way that yeah her whole manner and the way that she um kind of formulated all of the questions and put them to him in a very sort of stark way which only served to kind of like highlight the utter buffoonery that we were seeing absolutely yeah um she did an amazing job and also further sort of highlights the fact that well a lot of the a lot of the journalistic reviews or reports on um, that Newsnight episode all had this one thread in common which was saying great interview but shouldn't have it been done at a police station exactly yeah yeah it's yeah <laughs> we'll leave it at that <laughs> so whilst we could have just put um, a header on that section called of I made it I don't agree with it we might as well do something a bit more light-hearted hmm. so it's time for I don't agree with it Olivia what do you not agree with this very week well this very week and all weeks <laughs> um the thing that I don't agree with is pies that just have a pastry top and no bit around the edge. A deconstructed pie. Mm. Do you mean like one that's in a dish, dishy with a top? Or do you mean like literally if you just get like some pie filling on a plate and then like a square on top? When would that happen? Has that happened to yeah. you? Ew. I usually, if I'm making a pie, which doesn't happen very often, but if I'm doing like a quick pie, I'll do it like that because it's way easier. You just do, make your filling like a, like a stew essentially. Yeah. And then just put your puff pastry in the oven like one one roll of it and then you can just slice it up and put a bit on well i had one the other day so i'm sorry yeah <laughs> i had one the other day that was like um quite like watery filling with like loads of it in like you know one of those like individual casserole yeah. dishes and then the pie crust on the top literally like was so separate to that and there was like a huge gulf between that and that and it was like completely um disconnected and i could just like lift it off it was basically like a coaster that had been placed on top of the casserole dish and i found it trying to capture a spider yes exactly (laughs) and i just found the whole thing really offensive yeah well it's very thin i i can imagine they have cooked that separately and then they've put it on top yeah yeah well sorry you know sometimes i I don't i don't agree with it in a restaurant setting but i but when you're just making a pie at home i think it's fine yeah if you're making it like in a casserole dish and then you put like a like a puff pastry over the top of it (laughs) or something i can i can deal with that a bit more because it's a bit more connected Mm. but this was literally like (laughs) just just sort of flappily play like this sort of brittle coaster just (laughs) placed on the top and it it served no purpose because at least with like a flaky one that you can put on yourself, like if you're making it at home, it like goes quite thick and mm. you can sort of use it to soak up mm. the, the pie. Mm. But this was just like... Uh, yeah, pie crust twill. A brittle piece of, yeah, <laughs> a brittle piece of twill cardboard <laughs> on top. Like that was going to give me no 
help. <laughs> oh dear. Well, yeah, you have been through the wars, haven't you? I, um, I do agree that the best kind of pie is a fully encased, as much pastry as possible kind of pie, mm. uh, as long as it's a good pastry. But um, yes, and now I really want a pie. So I you was just thinking that. So <laughs> yeah. I've ruined your life. <laughs> you have. So thank you for once again ruining my life. <laughs> <laughs> what don't you agree with this week? Uh, what I don't agree with this week is um, I just I wanted to right earlier I made a claim that Christmas is my most earnest time of the year, which mm. it is. But there is one thing I don't agree with at Christmas. And what's that? Uh, well, there's probably a few, but this is the one that's happening at the moment. I don't agree with the Christmas markets in Manchester. Oh, okay, it drives me insane that at this time of the year, the whole of the city centre gets so busy, full of people having. A nice day out, walking really slow, <laughs> when I'm just trying to go and get my shampoo from Lush or whatever. So, <laughs> and, just, and I forgot about that that was the case, that it was already on. Yes. And I had to go and get some shampoo um, on Friday. What shampoo do you use? Uh, I use a shampoo bar from Lush. It's what? called New. It's a red one. It's What great. flavor is it? Uh, it smells sort of cinnamony. Oh, kind oh. of festive. Yeah. yeah. I love it. It's so good. Really good shampoo. Um and actually, I actually haven't had one for a while, so it was a treat. Did you have a little one. case for it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, what about conditioner? Uh, I have a, a solid conditioner that I use. Yeah. Um, or I have I do have a bottle of stuff that I'm just trying to get through that I had for ages. And how many like washes would this a is bar great do? content? Yeah. How many? Oh, I, I buy a bar every maybe three to four months. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, it lasts ages. I need to try this. Yeah, you should. And it's really good. And like the best thing about like using the solid stuff, like using the solid conditioner, it's a, a more work than the shampoo. Shampoo's work dead easy. Yeah. Um, but it makes you realise how little conditioner you actually need. And okay. like if I had a bottle of conditioner, I'd be like yeah. and then like use a bunch. Yeah. But with the solid one, you only have to work it to get some stuff out, which is like fine if you've got time or whatever. Um, and it works perfectly well. Um, but it makes you realise you really don't need that much conditioner. So it's a great and lesson. And you're not using any plastic. It's a great lesson in re- in reduction, yeah. So I would recommend that to anyone. And then do you have a bar for like a body wash? I just have soap, yeah. Soap bars, yeah. Um, I buy offcuts of soap from places that make soap. So puritanical. <laughs> Bloody hell. Here I am. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> I boil up some chicken fats and <laughs> mix it with lavender and sage. <laughs> Offcuts from my past 16 Shut roast up. dinners. <laughs> no. Roast roast celeriacs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm proud of you. I'm gonna I'm gonna take up the mantle, at least at least with the shampoo. At least with the shampoo, it's so easy and it's like and you get really nice nice ones as well. And uh, have they got a lot of different smells of it? They have, but I would new I think is the best one because it holds its shape for the longest. Okay. So yeah. But you have to make sure to keep it like out of the water and don't let it like running water be on it all the time, it'll just go away forever. Okay, good yeah. to know. These are all the mm. tips that mm. I need. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I need you to be... Um, I don't have like an actual... Shampoo sh- consultant. Yeah, you need to be like on the other side of the door for my first shower, just <laughs> yeah. co- coaching me through it. Like, don't put it there. Don't put it <laughs> If you would. Yeah, I feel like that would um, that'd mine new areas of our friendship if yeah, you were yeah, to do yeah, that. Yeah. Well, we've both like sat outside of the, your bathroom when one of us needed it before, so don't worry. <laughs> um, right. But anyway, back to my don't agree with it. I don't agree with, uh, I need to go buy some shampoo. And I went to the shop and I forgot that town is like an absolute nightmare when Christmas markets are on. And fine, you're coming in to see the Christmas markets. I don't care. Like, fine, have a great time because I love Christmas. But have a great just, time. I just wish that they weren't so... It's just like everyone forgets that there are other people here who don't want to do that. 
I'm so bad about this. Like, it's my one thing that I'm like so bad about. Okay. Like, because I, 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 when I'm in, this is my Manchester. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> I just, I, I really dislike not being able to like walk as fast as I want to you know I'm a fast walker oh yeah and it's just extra that mm. at this time of year no it is annoying when you've got errands yeah. to yeah. run I'm like it's fine I'm, I'm, I'm okay to like let it go because I am you know cr- must Christmas but mm. um I just it just it just gets on my tits as my cousin would say and also I just think that the Christmas markets are a bit shit as well anyway because they are overpriced full of people and full of tat well, I, they have moved a load of them to, to address yeah. that issue to Media City, but no one's coming. So if you you know want to go to a Christmas market and not queue for ages, just go there because they do have like quite a lot of bits. Bits. Yeah. If you're into that, right? Yeah. It's not a thing I would like to do ever personally, no. but I think it's fine that it happens. And Christina Aguilera was there only a couple of days ago. Was she? Not at the Media City one, the main town one. Was she? Yeah. Was she on tour? Mm. Oh, right. Oh. No, she just got the jet yeah, she was straight like, there. She's like, do you know what I want to do this year? I want to go to a Christmas market. Yeah. And I want to go to Manchester Christmas market. Yes. Yeah. So she went. She um she had a mulled wine in a Christmas market mug. Aww. Um, Which I did think was quite jolly of her. quite cute. All eight pounds of it. Mm. Nice. She can afford it. <laughs> Christina Aguilera can... On that... <laughs> Stump up the eight bottle cash. Yeah, stump up the eight quid for a mulled wine. I think. (sighs) Oh, hi everyone. Uh, We just had a secret politics chat um, that's on record, but is under wraps Mm. for the foreseeable future. Um, But anyway, uh, I was just thinking about Christina Aguilera again and her having a mulled wine in the Christmas market. Yeah. And I was thinking, I know who I would love to see having a mulled wine in the Christmas market. I think I know who too. It's time for. Celine Watch. So this week, Lucy, sadly, she hasn't been to Manchester to have a Imagine that. I'd, I'd take back everything that oh. I've just said about the Christmas markets if she was there. You would be racing I'd be there. able to race. Well, I wouldn't be able to because it'd be too many people away, but yes. Shampoo or no shampoo. <laughs> you would be having greasy hair the next day. Um, greasy so, hair for Celine. <laughs> so that you could go and see Celine. Um, but yes, my Celine Watch um, this week comes from the interview that she did on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, Maps Absolute Hunt, oh, Dream Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she was on there um, okay. this past week. And I actually found out, which I didn't know, but when she first heard My Heart Will Go On as like a potential track for her to record, she didn't like it. <gasps> yeah. Sleep. I know. And everyone was like, oh my God, shot. And she was like, yeah, I'm just like, must have been in the mood that day because I listened to it. And I was just like, no, I don't want to do it. And she was like really moody about it, apparently, she said. <laughs> And then um, she's like, yeah, I'm not doing it. And then they were like, oh, well, just give it a go. Like, da, da, da. And she was like, oh, no, I don't, don't want to do it. And they were like, okay, like, just do it once. Like, just give it a run through. So she did it once. She has only ever recorded My Heart Will Go On once. They built the orchestra and the music around that one take that she did. And that is what is in Titanic. That's so interesting. Are you shook? I am a shooketh. It is interesting, isn't <laughs> that it? That is interesting. You don't expect that at all. No. Like, that's just not the, the, the way it usually is. No, she was and like... I would, I would have thought even, like, post all of that, she would have done it again. Well, she was like, obviously, subsequently, I've performed it eight million yeah, times. but, like, recorded but it. But hasn't recorded wow. it. And that's the only version that exists, 
I believe, that's been recorded. That's a great little Celine fact. Yeah. Very nice. So, yeah, a little little fun tidbit for you there. I saw um, during this time off uh, that's uh, a very great Celine watch. Oh, okay. She uh, was, um, after one of her shows somewhere, I think in America somewhere, Mm. um, she went to a gay bar and did karaoke. Stop. And she sang My Heart Will Go Home to all of the gays. Yeah. Yeah. I would have exploded. Yeah, same. I was like, imagine if she just walked into dances and was like, like you're right, here, I'm in the cage. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. And she just she did would be karaoke for the ball. Swinging out of the cage, three VSs in her hand. Oh, she would. Yeah, three VSs in each hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Her heart would be going on all over the empties. <laughs> and then I reckon she'd go to the pool room, straight to the pool room after a performance. Oh, just to wind down. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot yeah. some have, balls. Have a, have a- <laughs> have a couple shots yeah. yeah oh yeah so yeah i thought that was amazing everyone look that up i'll put a link in the uh in the show notes. Where, where was the gay bar do you know i don't know let's look it was actually a drag bar in new york so um yeah she she just went and um she was she sang oh no she actually sang sorry i've just looked this up but she actually sang flying on my own her new absolute banger uh, of a track flying on my own. yeah um and then yeah, so she did Flying on My Own. And then I think she did My Heart Will Go On as well. Because like, why wouldn't you? Um, but yeah, so uh, I just, stunning, would die for that to happen to us. Why has this not happened yet? One day. Yeah. Our Celine shall come. We'll get our moment in time. Yeah. <laughs> right, so I think that we had better pop off because we have got a date with the holiday. We have. It's time. I'm giddy. Two little Christmas <laughs> lovers live here. <laughs> they do. Ah. And uh, whilst we're watching the holiday, if you want to tell us about any of your favourite Christmas bits, please do get in touch. Apparently there's a new um, Christmas film on Netflix, which has a queer storyline. I think it's that one called Let It Snow. So we need to watch that. Yes, I've I've, I've got that in my sights. So we'll watch that as well. I didn't know it had a queer bit. That's good. It does. Um, So we can report back on that. Great. Um, Bits of admin, as you know, Mm -hmm. you can get in touch with us in all of the usual ways. At Queer Longing on um, Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us queerlonging at gmail.com as we mentioned at the top of the podcast next week will be a special episode as we will be joined by special guest sophie galpin um so that'll be really really great we'll be back at the b-works once more yes thank really you very nice. much b-works again for your use of your stunning studio yeah and as always you can get in touch with us in all of those usual ways we love to hear from you and i'll be thrilled to um get a couple of new brand spanking new episodes out oh absolutely yeah we we love to come to you um every week but sometimes it's just not possible so it's nice to be back on the horse for a little bit back mm. in the saddle bringing you our delectable voices this Christmas season. <laughs> um, and whilst we are filling our boots with absolute Christmas cheer, we will be loving you, leaving you, and longing for you. Until next time. Bye! Bye. <laughs> oh my god. Please don't use that as an outtake. <laughs> <laughs> oh we better say something else for them yeah at some point um <laughs> fingers crossed <laughs>